This episode of Strange Assembly is brought to you by www.l5rsearch.com. L5rsearch.com is a comprehensive online L5R card database with tools to assist in optimizing your decks, proxying cards, or simply finding out about unusual cards. Once you know what you need, www.l5rshop.com puts cards in your hands quickly and economically. This is Strange Assembly, episode 156, Almost 20, part 2. This is Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. I'm Chris Stevenson. The other gentleman you will hear with me on the recording is Jay Earl. As you could probably tell from the title, this is the second half of a larger recording in the first half. Jay and I talked about the state of Legend of the Five Rings prior to Worlds, and we talked about what went down at Worlds, both the tournament and then a lot of time on the presentation that AEG gave about what they're doing moving forward with the game. In this episode, you're going to hear us continue that discussion, but primarily talking about the way that AEG is going to be doing previews from now on, and then a particular focus on the strongholds for 20 festivals, the 2015 base set. If you haven't listened to 155 yet, you are, of course, free to go do so, and we'll be waiting for you when you get back. So 20 festivals is going to be the new base set. Before we talk about the strongholds that we've seen there, there's also this change with the preview cycle. Did you see this on the... Right, that they're now just going to dump everything into Oracle of the Void... Was it two weeks Two weeks before the set drops? Yes. So, new order. On Sunday, October 26th, all of it will show up in the Oracle of the Void, and that will be two weeks before, give or take, before the Stronghold Store release date. Every single one of them. There's sort of two impacts of that. One is just, okay, you get everything right away. The other is that... Probably half the clan sites are going to die. Well, <laughs> Well, uh, I can get to that in a second, but yes, yeah, there there are no more clan side previews. So during each week, this is during each weekday for the two weeks leading up to the Stronghold Store release, each clan will get a free story and a free strategy article. Now, this is why uh, this is where I'm looking at the free story. I'm like, so does this mean you've got your other story team people? Because <laughs> this is supposed to happen like at the end of this month. Right. They said a free story. They didn't say it would have anything to do with L5R. They didn't say it would be a new story. <laughs> they're just going to be reprinting old stories that they've got, old Doomtown stories they've got. Yeah, so then there's going to be subscriber-only content describing private clan opinions on the Imperial Assembly website, and then some sort of exclusive content for the clans to be posted on, on the partner websites. So I suppose the most directly impactful thing of this is that there will be no more previews on Strange Assembly Proven. You will have to settle for Doomtown previews, L5R players. Hooray! <laughs> Where I am substantially more likely to make a rules error. Do, do I need to be doing these previews? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, probably. In retrospect, that may have been a good idea. Uh, you know. But the thing that more people are concerned about is their impact on the clan sites. Now, you said a second ago, Jay... Then we'll like what kill the clan sites, or the clan sites will be dead, or well, half, like half of them are probably. Yeah, but yeah. here's the thing: 
half the clan sets are dead anyway. Well, yes, this will be the final nail, because this was the last thing they still had. As a guy who is involved in running one of the clan websites, the clan websites mostly are terrible traffic compared to what they used to. Yeah. And while there's a value to having this sort of clan gathering place where you can talk sort of thing, I don't know how much it really serves L5R or the L5R community to have people so fragmented Right, I mean, like I, that. I, I feel like you could just as easily do that as in the AEG forums of have, oh, here, here's the Crane sub-forum, here's the Dragon sub-forum, and so forth. Not have to go to their websites. You could. I don't know if that would necessarily be a good thing either. Serve that well. I, I mean, you you probably want to have something that available that is not on AEG's own forum, because even about something as let's face it, in the grand scheme of the universe, trivial as L five R. Right? We're not actually talking about life or death or other than a few disgruntled. I wanted my clan to wins, or you know, any real, right. uh, you know, something even emotionally for people. You would like to have a place for that discussion to happen that is not under the complete control of the company that makes the product. Sure. So you could have something that you're talking about where it would be like thegreatclans.com or whatever. The L5Rfactions.com just doesn't have the same ring to it. Where you actually could have more discussion across. I don't think that's going to change, right? I don't know that 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 would happen. I mean, the Kabune port had an attempt at that as an aspect to it, but it was also still explicitly Mantis in other ways. Right. Like being called the Kabune port and trading off with the Mantis clan previews and, and that sort of thing. So I don't, know that there is actually a successful way for someone to set up that and run it and actually get people to give up their clan forms. It's sort of like one of those, well, we've got it, and so they're there. But there's just there's just so little discussion on those forums compared to what there used to be. I wish there was a more centralized fan site presence. But it is what it is. If it does beat up on the, the clan forums, I don't know how much that matters. I really like getting a free story. I don't know what I think about the paid content aspect. Not that there's paid content, right? I'm a, I, well, say I'm a paying member of the Imperial Assembly, but I haven't, nobody's actually had to pay for their membership for like three years because they haven't been publishing anything. But although it's a clan game, I'm not really as enthused about the whole, like, we're posting content that only certain clan members can see. That usually ends up getting posted out somewhere anyway, but I, having paid my one entry fee to the Imperial Assembly, I would like to just be able to see all of the paid content. Right. You know, if I were to see what's the Crane Clan take on these events, or what's the Phoenix Clan take on these events, I I would like to know that. I would like to have a complete picture. And no, I'm, I don't think it's reasonable to, to pay the subscription ten times. <laughs> to get that that's you know nobody's going to do that right maybe have like uh what, what is it 20 bucks 15 bucks so 
So uh, like 30 we, is? I thought it was going to stay the same, but whatever it is. I don't even remember what it was. Okay, so let's say it's 30. Have like the $30, or have the entry-level $20 one clan, or the $30 all clan. I don't know. This is why I'm not in sales. Well, I, yeah, I don't know what the appropriate pricing is. Given those two options, if they're actually producing your content like that, I would absolutely pay for the $30 one. Right, exactly. So, there you go. While I'm okay with them bringing all their previews in-house, I'm kind of curious at the decision to do everything as a dump at once. And there's two aspects of that. One is that they're going to have shown everything two weeks before the set comes out. That's not what I'm talking about. I think it's perfectly fine, again, to do the whole, we're going to give you full disclosure rather than trying to have a two cards of surprise when you show up at your sets. But it feels like you're get, you're losing a lot of build-up. I would want to do something if I was them, like, for the two weeks before that, you preview a card on the Imperial Assembly website with some sort of article about the card. Right. You, you have some ramp-up. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, building yeah. of excitement. Right, you have all of the, ooh, next Tuesday I get to see Akoma, what's-his-face, who I'm totally excited to see who that's going to be, because his name has been on there for three weeks now, that that's when he's going to get previewed. I'm thinking the official countdown there, less the clan sites. I would actually rather see them the countdown, which lets anticipation build about a specific card. I would like to see discussion of the card of the day, yeah. not just the card. So, like, not that Reese could do every single one, I, I imagine, but, like, preview notable card for the set X or a card that introduces new mechanic in the, in the article about it. And they have some of that, right? I imagine we'll still get some of that, like, oh, here's an article about the new Bushido Virtue keyword, and so maybe they'll have embedded in it a couple of cards. That show it off, yeah. I think that they would still be well served to have some build up to that to that sort of thing before the the big dump. I've been liking that the Doomtown previews on their main site have been accompanied by fiction that has to explain what this card is about. Yes. Why why is this sweaty, chubby dude running for mayor? <laughs> right, exactly. When, why is there randomly a goblin with a bunch of kids hanging behind him? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so the last thing that, that we were going to talk about, I think, is some people at Worlds asked Brian about the strongholds, and he said, oh, yeah, I can show you people what the strongholds are. And so then they decided, oh, yeah, I guess we should just post those so everybody can see them. So... Yeah, the, he was like, yeah, come on over and I'll show you. And he was like, oh, wait, I just said that on something that's going on the internet and people will lynch me now. I guess everyone can see it. Yes. This is what my proposed format is for discussing about those, about each of these strongholds. We will play good cop, bad cop for each of these strongholds. One of us will be good cop, talking about what's awesome about the card. And, and then the we'll other both us, be bad cop. We'll play bad cop. No, just one. Just one. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll switch that around for the thing. So let us go in alphabetical order by clan. So we'll start with the unassailable fortress of the crab. And I am going to be good cop about the positive about this. So 
the unassailable fortress of the crab. It's seven four three on the front, nine four three on the back. So some of these are going to be completely different. Some of these are going to be exactly the same. The opposed force bonus is gone. You have a battle action to straighten your target opposed personality. And if your army has fewer units than the opposing army, it straightens his attachments as well. On the back side, it makes that a tireless battle action. So there are two things that are positive about this. One, we're seeing an imp- more of an improvement on the second side. One of the big things I'm looking for in these strongholds is more compensation for going second. Yeah. The other thing I like about this is that, which I choose to take as a implementation of the better design to your theme, is that one of the design elements that was lacking in Ivory is that the crab were not really conveying the whole notion of these big hulking brutes. A lot of the personalities tended to be smaller. And I suspect that the box was supposed to help convey that because it makes all your guys bigger. The problem is that having plus one force to all your guys on the box just is not the same as having a big number in the top left corner of your card. Right, and also, if anything, it really wants you to go more lots of little guys instead of lots of big guys. Yes, because then you are getting the the bonus more often. So it's also possible, I don't know, but possible that the opposed force bonus impeded making more higher force crab personalities because... They'd be just impossible to deal with. Yeah, yeah, they were just getting out of hand. So this one, right, this is focused on individual tough units. The whole straightened thing displays the whole resilience while letting them do the our guys are really big thing on the guys. So I like this new entry for the crab. So what's wrong with this, Jay? Play bad cop. Okay, if I'm bad cop, First off, this is an entirely reactive ability. It's not proactive at all. My stronghold needs to kill stuff, because I'm a crab. And, I mean, what's this about I have to have fewer units, not fewer equal fewer, to ever get my attachments back up? <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm nitpicking at this point. Okay. I'm, I'm actually fairly positive on most of these strongholds, I'll be honest. <laughs> Uh-oh. But I can, I can play bad cop, don't worry. Okay, so the esteemed Palace of the Crane, you go first on this one, and you can decide if you want to be good cop or bad cop. I'll be good cop on this one. So this is a front side 646, flip side you get a province strength. Political open, bow it, if you control personality, gain to honor. Flip side, you're also gaining the trait of a plus five to a lobby bonus, which as we've seen from the current box, really helps the crane have favor control when they're on the back. It's very pretty. That's appropriate for crane. It really harkens back to their original, original box. Gaining two honor is a pretty good ability. Crane are going to gain honor, so that's a that's a healthy um, healthy stronghold ability. Plus, with the if you control a personality, no faceless decks. <laughs> okay, bad cop. The stronghold going second bonus is not enough. Okay, it, I mean, it helps in the mirror match, but you can still get run over by the military that goes first against you, where the lobby bonus doesn't matter. On the other hand, uh, it... it to, to be fair, the lobby bonus does matter against Lion. Because so they can't take it away from you? Yes. Because they're proclaiming every turn. I'm because playing they're proclaiming bad cop. It. 
Yes, uh, yes. Because they proclaim every turn, sometimes often for three, just like you are. Yes. Let's see what's the other bad cop. Oh, yes. Yeah, so this no longer has the holding thing. This this is actually too good. And it completely disrupts the Crane Sensei they're going to be carryover, which were all based around negating the honor gained from the holdings. What? That doesn't even exist anymore. So the dueling sensei just now right has no drawback anymore, right? Say, yeah, that's you're playing bad cop. I'll stop interjecting. Yeah, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. I'd complain about it in Akagi sensei, but Akagi sensei won't be legal in 2015, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Next up is the fortified monastery of the dragon. I've got dibs on bad cop on this one. Right, I'm an L5R player. It's my own clan. It's I, I say you're going to be good cop on your clan, though, but I'm going to be bad cop on my clan. Okay. Do as you will. So it's still 6-4-5 on the front. It's still 7-4-5 on the back. Uh, it still lets you start with a non-void ring. So one of the upsides is that that's still an awesome stronghold. Yeah. So that's that's good. It loses the goofy text about... Not being Pluto allowed, to, and, yeah, yeah, not being allowed to play with out of clan monks because those aren't going to exist except an extended, which no one is going to play. And yeah, and it gets rid of the non fudo ring thing because those aren't going to exist except an extended, which no one will play. So that's fine. Minor downside then it. Oh no, you're playing. Okay, you're you're doing bad cop. So okay, no, no, I'm doing bad cop. I'm just you're doing bad cop. I'm, I'm doing bad cop. I'm just softening the bad cop. So the uh, well, I'm doing the introduction too. Anyhow, so. <laughs> I say minor downside is that it still has goofy text. Yes, it does. Yeah, it now has the text Sensei effects that remove abilities also remove the you can put a ring into play trait. Now I'm I'm presuming that this is for reasons of difficulty designing things. You want to design a multi-clan sensei and if you want to design a really strong multi-clan sensei you, or, or, or a sensei that completely redefines the box, one of the things that you usually see is that it removes the ability. The ability, And it usually doesn't remove the trait because the trait is usually, is usually not with the case of the unicorn, the trait is usually the going second compensation. So you don't want to wipe that out. So... So you don't want to just make a sensei that says, I completely blank the stronghold, for the most part. So if you want to make that sensei dragon, you need to remove that trait from the dragon box, just like you would remove an ability from another box, because the ability on that ring basically is the ability on the box, instead of bow to gain honor, or bow to straighten your guy, or bow to resurrect your guy and proclaim him, or whatever. Does some box do that? That seems that seems really good. They couldn't give that to to somebody now. Right? No, not with bowing. No. So it's weird text, but I presume that that's why it's in here. Oh, here's the other minor bad cock. It's called a fortified monastery, and it's got a six province strength. It's a fortified monastery, Chris. A regular monastery has no province. <laughs> you but, look at it funny, it falls over. But the art's really fantastic too. Yeah. But. But here, here's my big bad cop, right? What did I say? The big thing that I want to see in these strongholds is the going second compensation. It has not been enough in Ivory. It needs to be improved, period. And it's exactly the same in As this for case. the dragon stronghold, it is exactly the same. 
getting an extra card is not enough. It's just not. And they did not change this at all. They did it to the Scorpion, too. I mean, there's some other ones who they did that too. I mean, but the Scorpion are the most obvious ones since they have the exact same. Uh, well, also. Like, or they have the mirrored trait. Yeah. Well, and if I remember correctly, this one is technically changed, but it's effectively the same box. The Mantis is the, exactly the same. Yes. Yeah. The Scorpion, is, I would have to check, but I think that's exactly the same, right? Yes. Whereas I, th- I think most of the rest of them are varying levels of new, but I think those are the three that are varying degrees of unchanged. Uh, yeah. Now, the Mantis box, when we get there, that that has been the box that has the strongest going second compensation, I think. And yes. so statistically, the data that we have indicates that it still has a negative going second, but that could just be because the clans behind it haven't been as good so I think that there's an argument for just leaving the Mantis box as it is, but everybody else should have gotten a, a pump up, and and that includes Dragon. The Dragon Stronghold should have had more of a boost for its going second side, and I don't know why it doesn't. That doesn't make any sense to me. But then, hey, I'm a Dragon player, so what do I know? What do you know? Okay. Well, I, I guess I stole most of your good cop thunder by wanting to praise and ah. condemn, so... So what's your, what's your good cop on the, the dragon stronghold? Again, it's basically the same stronghold. So you've still got all of the the versatility of getting a ring out, getting to see what your opponent's stronghold is to know whether you should get air or earth. You know, another thing about it, I'm assuming that we're keeping the same rings. The, I don't think they've said either way. Yeah, I guess they could be MRP'd. Yeah. But the non-increase in the going second comp- compensation really irritates me about the stronghold, but... Yes. No, I agree completely. That's... But I still I'm, love the put-a-ring-into-play dragon stronghold. Right, no. I think flavor-wise, it's dead-on. It's just that it's... As you said, this, the flip compensation is not where it needs to be. I'm destroying our, our good cop, bad cop thing here. Yeah, whatever. Oh, well. You're like, it was a dumb idea in the first place, Chris. No, no, just, you know, good good cop, dis- disturbed cop. <laughs> okay. The Lion are the grand halls of the Lion. Still front side 737, still back side 937. Still a force bonus to an opposed guy, although I think it's now, I think it used to be Lion Clan, Lion Clan personnel, and now it's Samurai. Based on personal honor, the backside is now tireless, which was not... No, it wasn't. That's right. This is the other one that's minor tweak. That I think the samurai and the tireless are the only changes from the ivory box. Yeah, so well, you pick. Good cop, bad cop. Sure, I'll take good cop. Again, it's relatively the same box. If anything, it's even better. And Lion have proven that it's a strong box. You've got that seven honor. What more do you need? Oh, hey, look, you've got a force, an opposed force boost. That's not bad at all. And, I mean, I think you're not going to get it that often, but tireless on that ability when you're flipped is a pretty good trait to have for the mirror match. I think two province strength and a tireless is much better of a flip than a province strength and a card. I guess I'm supposed to be playing bad cap or whatever, but, yeah, it's a good... The tireless is a good change... Because it's 
it's an improvement to the box at exactly the sort of place where you'd want it to be. It's just the mirror when it's when stuck with this second. going yeah. second thing. I forgot to whine about something about the Dragon Stronghold. Go for it. It's not a temple anymore. Dun dun dun. Aha, uh-huh. ours is a temple. Yours is. Ours <laughs> is not. Maybe there's about to be a temple holding scheme and they want to cut us out of it. Make it like the ports are better for the mantis and markets are better for the crane, although the crane aren't a market, so or sorry, their clan holding is a market, but Yes. But hopefully that's gone anyway, so Well, it's still gonna be legal for twenty fifteen, even if it's not reprinted in twenty festivals. So I yeah, I don't think I have anything negative to say about the Lion Stronghold. I think it's proven reasonably fair. Right. I mean, again, with that one... I'm a bad, bad the, cop. The Mantis, the Scorpion, it's the same box we've seen before. There's not really new commentary to be made for the most part. Yeah, the Mantis box is identical. Yep. We've already talked about that. Like I said, that's the one that is kind of okay. Right. Could not have changed for the going second. We'll skip the important one and just note that I don't really have anything else to say about the Scorpion either, except just like the Dragon one, it should have had more of a going second. Yeah, more of a boost. I mean, at least plus one province strength on the flip on both of those. So it would be a plus two instead of a yeah, yeah. plus one, but I don't know. So Phoenix, I'm, I look at this, and you must hate this box. You must yearn Can't for the... It. The permanent... This should be easy. Give me good cop on the majestic temple of the phoenix. Okay. So, first good cop is I don't have to bow a Shigenja to trigger it. Second good cop is I don't even have to hit a Shigenja. It just has to be an in-clan person. Yeah, recruiting a dead person and gaining an honor for the privilege is an amazing ability that might actually pull us out of our wholesome... And then the flip side, that is bonkers compensation of two less gold for a person a turn. Yes. Yeah. It's the Mantis get two gold once per game. You get two gold every turn starting on turn three, possibly right. on turn two. It's going to come up a lot less often since there's fewer places that were on the flip side, but that is a bonkers flip side. Yeah, that, that is an amazing compensation. Let's see. If I'm going to play bad cop, here's what I would be like. That ability, not nearly as good as you think it is, because it doesn't work until you have a dead guy, and you won't have a dead guy for most of the game. Turn three, you're not going to have a dead guy. You're probably nope. just going to trade provinces without fighting on turn four. I mean, you're not going to be able to actually use this until, like, turn five at the earliest. Come on. You might get to use it twice. You'll probably only get to use it once. Whatever. No, I, it's it's great. We're Phoenix. We will kill our own people. Yes, so it would be interesting to see how much there is of that because there, uh, oh, there's we'll more of that for you to Don't use. Worry. But it also, I'm guessing, is right. They're getting very literal with the Phoenix theme, yeah. right? Uh, yes. Yes, Phoenix, I, come back from the life. Yes. I am really hoping this means that we're going to get pushed honor, because. They have not done very good things with our military themes, in my opinion, at least. We'll see. Okay. The spider, both sides of the spider stronghold, 
have a profit strength increase. It's now 8.9 instead of 7.8. The front side is now a tireless battle, in addition to the back side being a tireless battle. It's still a fear effect. The front side still has battle fear 3, but now it's tireless battle fear 3. The back side has tireless battle fear effect, but now it's a 4 instead of a 3. And the flipping up is a little bit different. The prior version was a an ability. So if any of your provinces have been destroyed this game, turn a card in one of your provinces face up as a tireless dynasty. This one is a trait. If any of your provinces have been destroyed this game, refill the first province during your dynasty phase face up. So if you buy a famous bazaar, the trait will trigger and be wasted, I think, right. on the stronghold. My guess is, my guess is that why this is a trait goes back to what I was saying with the Dragon Stronghold, which is that the going second compensations are mostly traits, whereas the punch of the Stronghold is mostly an ability, and so they want to be able to make Sensei to strip off the abilities but not the traits, and so it won't mess with the going second compensation. Now it does a little bit here because it's removing the fear effect, and the fear effect is a little bit better, notably better actually. Yeah on the back side, but do you want to be a good cop or bad cop on the hidden bastion of the spider? I will defer to you. Well, the, the bad cop's pretty obvious, I think, so let's go with the good cop. This is just better across the board, right? Yeah. The spider had not been doing well, and after not doing well for the arc before that, and this one is not just a change, it's not, like, it's the same kind of thing that it was, it's just better. Ramped up, yeah. Yeah, the front side just it's tireless on the front side, too. So that, your your province strength, it's just higher across the board. Right. Cue some crab whining about the stronghold and the province strengths. Yeah, that's probably reasonable. <laughs> but I still think that dragon should have higher province strength. So, I mean, we're like in mountain fortresses. Our original clan... Our terrible, terrible, terrible original stronghold, its only ability was to pump province strength. Yep. That was hilarious. It was it was terrible. <laughs> Did it start like five it, four it or started, two or something? I believe it started okay. at five, and then every time you had a province destroyed, all the, your province strength two. would go up by two, <laughs> which was atrocious. Although it did lead to hilarity, was it Chris Fest that gave you an extra province, so you do nonsense like that and yeah, but it, it mostly doesn't matter because your province strength is low when your province strength matters the most, and then your province strength is high when your province strength doesn't matter that much anymore. Right. Dragon was just awful. The crab might have been a highest with the seven, maybe? And they also, I think their stronghold, was that was like Bal to boost your province strength by three, or boost one of your province's strength by three or something. I mean, right. a lot of the early... Strongholds, if you look at them now, we're like, what? Like, remember the unicorn one? It gave a guy cavalry. Because yeah. they didn't just all have cavalry. Right. You could actually bring that back, kind of, right? Now that they play with a bunch of guys who aren't, aren't cavalry. Of course, then you just build some giant infantry unit and sleaze provinces with it. But So it's just improved across the board. It still has the whole fear thing. I think thematically, fear is a good mechanic for the spider. Fear 4 is not as good as Ranged Attack 4, but that's generally balanced by not having to, like, bow the card that's creating it and that sort of stuff. That's my positive on that. What's your bad cop? Well, so I'm not sure what your quote-unquote obvious was, but, I mean, as you were just saying, 
Fear can be good, but fear is not that exciting. I mean, a, a zero force follower makes your fear somewhat worthless, and um, still got that big goose egg for honor, so it's always going last. Which, as everyone says, this is a game about going first. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I, that's the sort of thing I kind of like about it. I'm like, oh. There's the, the not the obvious one I was thinking, but the rebuttal to my good cop on the uh, your front side has an eight province strength and it's tireless battle. Who cares? Yeah, you never matters see in that. the mirror. Match. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, I think the obvious problem downside, whatever this, is that it still does nothing against honor or dishonor decks. Right. The fear is worthless. It's not worthless, but it's it's at its worst then. You're going second compensation does nothing. Your high province strength does nothing. True. So possibly the the second most notable change, although it's just a tweak, is found oh, certainly the most notable of the tweaks, I think is found on the endless planes of the unicorn. Which is that is this the exact same stronghold except that on your first turn, your stronghold only produces four instead of five. Right. Now, I'm going to interject here. I think it's interesting how they've worded this trait. Is it just me, or does that mean that minus one sensei don't really hit it? I am guessing that, yes, that means that minus one sensei do not affect it. Yeah. It does not say that your stronghold has minus one production on your first turn. It says this stronghold produces four gold. Oh, okay. Let me give you the rules lawyer problem with that text. It reminds me of the original playtest wording on Time Walk. <laughs> the stronghold does not say that this stronghold produces four gold instead of five on your first turn when used to produce four gold. Oh, I produce nine gold. Yes, it just says this stronghold produces four gold on your first turn. Okay, it's my first turn. I buy something for four. I use this trait on my stronghold that says it produces four gold. Then I buy another holding, bowing the stronghold and using the coin. What? That's what the card says. Uh, There's my rules lawyering of the unicorn stronghold. Yeah, that's a good point. that It's not minus one production. So if you're playing with a, a sensei that has a minus one gold drawback, that's actually... It is a drawback. It's just not as big of a drawback because it does affect you on later turns. So this right. gives you an extra gold every turn at, at minimum starting on turn two. It just means that you can't build your gold scheme around it. Your your gold scheme is built like everybody else's except for lions. Right. You just later have a little extra gold floating. Yeah. Like you were playing two twos or threes and ones or, or whatever it is. If anything, I think it might you might want to might give preference to three one over two two, but just slightly. Well, I we'll see how it actually plays out. I, oh yeah, it's gonna depend on the things. By all of the things being equal, two two is just much better than three one because I just have to get the same number of holdings. Right, I just have to get any two holdings, not one from column A and one from column B. Well, I guess if you're playing three ones and if you're only getting one, you'd rather have it be a three three than a two two, but it also might be a one one instead of a two two. So Circling back to the legacy holding, 
that actually makes the 3-1 somewhat better since it is a 3-3 where you can go, oh, I got a 1-1 in my province. Now I can go get my legacy and the 1-1. Yes. Somebody said, hey, this might make 1-1s playable even though Jade Pearl Inn is going away, (laughs) we assume. I hope. Uh, Yes. No card should be played in 80% of decks. I don't know, but otherwise, that's the same thing. So, now here's another thing. This one has the same going second compensation as well that it has. It's got the You May Cycle one additional. But it's now in the turn. Oh, no, that's right. It's only first turn? Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually an interesting thing, yeah. I don't know if these are enough. And the Unicorn are in a in an odd place, because I... The Unicorn do experience a notable reduction between going first and going second, but it's not so much that they have problems going second as Cavalry's just so great when you're going first. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, and, and I think it, I mean, some amount of that is also just because of where they are in the middle, who they're going first against versus who they're going second against. They just... I mean that they just somewhat have a stronger match against a fewer units big force thing that a lot of the lower honor clans are versus the lion swarm or the crane defensive deck. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see the going seconds. There are some improvements to many of the clans. They they aren't what I was expecting them to be. I'll have to admit. No, yeah. The crane compensation did not change. The dragon compensation did not change. The mantis didn't change. The phoenix seems great. Uh, The scorpion... Yeah, that just seems amazing to me. The scorpion didn't change. I guess the spider really is a a tweak, and the the tireless battle goes from a 3 to a 4. Yeah. Your province strength is one higher, but I don't know if that's really going second compensation... I guess it would be going second compensation, except that the front side went up one as well. Right, no, that's that's going first punishment, not going second compensation. Yeah, that's your clan has been doing stinky compensation. And then the unicorn is a really a tweak. Yeah. So you've got several no changes at all, you've got several minor tweaks. It is not the level of changes I was thinking that there were going to be. No, definitely not. I mean, I was kind of expecting a huge change and did not see it. So Yeah, so it will be interesting to see how that all works out. Well. We've jibber-jabbered long enough? I think so. You you may have just listened, finished listening to episode 155 or... 158. You may have, well, or you may have just finished listening to episode 156, depending. I think there's a good chance... You just finished listening to episode 156. So, <laughs> do I hear 158, 158 over in the back? <laughs> no, no. It would not be longer than two episodes. But regardless of what episode number it is, you've been listening to Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can visit us on the web at strangeassembly.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast through iTunes. We do appreciate it if you leave a ratings or reviews on iTunes that helps other people find the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, we're at Strange Assembly, or 
Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangeassembly. You can email me directly with your comments, criticism, whatever. I'm chris at strangeassembly.com. But until then, for Jay Earl, I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly. Never stop gaming. I am reborn.